sorry dogs. Yeah, happy comic book day and welcome back all you four color funny book aficionados. This is US Comics Cast HQ for all things comic book connected. We are John and Charlie Rivera, and we are coated in Canadian wildfire dust. But we're also the co-founders of U.S. Comics. Charlie, happy smoke-filled comic book day. And happy comic book day to you and to everyone listening and watching today. As always, we're brought to you by Bad Mary Band and Sergeant Finesse Gaming. If you haven't done so already, please attack that comment section like you're being chased at breakneck speeds by an alternate version of yourself that's bigger, stronger, and let's be honest, slightly cooler than you. Johnny boy, we have gone, we have come, I know what I said, and we have Woo! gone again to the Spider-Verse, by all accounts, far mightier than the multiverse. We, of course, when we talk multiverse, when we talk Spider-Verse, we cannot leave out our favorite unofficial sponsor, and that, of course, is Joker's Stream. Hell yeah. Uh, if you haven't checked him out, he, of course, is a tremendous streamer. More about him at intermission what is going What's on up, joker, joker stream what is up john i'm gonna kick it right away you and i get got to kicking to son bruce lee kick it up the spider verse together miles morales is back never has any had any character in my opinion had a bigger glow up not even the damn guardians of the galaxy who i'm still in the afterglow Ooh, really of that tremendous trilogy wrapping up we that got part two strong words of of Spider-Verse shenanigans right out the gate, John. I'm yeah. going to ask you the most important question. Do you recommend Across the Spider-Verse, or are you wrong? Oof, my goof. I mean, there are certain questions that come to you that you really have to kind of like weigh, like a real Sophie's Choice. I'm not exactly sure. How do I approach this? Um, this ain't one of them, dude. This movie... Uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse is a no-brainer. This is gambling with house money. This is just anyone who goes and watches this flick in good faith. I do want to put that stipulation out there. In good faith. And they can honestly say to you, nah, I didn't like it. Just smack them across the mush. Like they're just either a liar or they're too stupid in which to continue that conversation. Folks, life is short. Why waste it arguing with no no nanettes? Don't do it to yourself. Uh, Charlie, I, just... I fucking loved it and I apologize now. I'm not I don't remember if I apologized at any point, but I'll apologize now for all of the uh, 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 elbows that I threw into my poor brother Charlie's he, Charlie's bruised up like the, the recently departed Tina Turner in the midst of her Ike days, man. My guy got beat to hell. Oh, the you Sarge! Don't... The Sarge is checking into Sarge coming up off of his deathbed right now. Sarge got ripped up uh, at the VA Dental Group. So, uh, Sarge, we're glad that you were able to um, lift yourself up off the ashes to join us. We'll, t we'll try to take it easy on you, brother. I don't know about that because I don't think any sort of human being could leave across the Spider-Verse without a billion and five emotions, thoughts ripping through their heads. The one thing I will say out of the gate, um, across the Spider-Verse, 
has teed up potentially uh, what could wind up being the greatest comic book movie trilogy of all time, which it makes me very nervous for the final installment because I think it has set up... Part one is one of my favorite comic book movies of all time. Part two, one of my favorite sequels of all time. And John, I, I think you kind of... You, you teased it and already addressed it appropriately, but I, I want to just backpedal a bit. There are some people that saying that this movie is all show and no go. What they don't realize in saying that is by calling out the fact that this is one of the most beautiful films yeah, yeah, in my yeah. estimation. It's, it's this gorgeous is one of the to look most at. Beautiful I don't need to preface it with animated. This film is absolutely it's just yeah gorgeous. It's, it's, it is it's, undeniable. It's, it's beautiful. This movie is 1984 era Christy Brinkley. This movie is dope as fuck, perky in all the spots that you need it to be. Um, it's it's outstanding. It's just outstanding. Now I do want to address real quickly before we go into some of the the deep fucking dive stuff. Yeah. Um. Just to kind of again go go backwards a little bit to what you touched on, like the the all show no go type of blah blah blah. You guys got to keep in mind where this movie is coming from, right? This movie is coming from minds that are not currently uh, in the weeds, so to speak, with everything happening over at official Marvel Studios. So they're able to step out, right? They're able to step outside to, to break the boundaries, get out of the box. They're able to do certain things, both story narrative and visually, that they just like, this is going to look best. You want a little combination of live action and super crazy uh, animation style? You got it. You want to do like mixed media, art styles? Knock yourself fucking silly. It was truly one of those situations where I sat there, Charlie, as a, a comic book uh, head and thought, fuck, I don't know what's going to come next. And any movie that you're going to sit down and watch, whether it's a horror movie, a drama, uh, a sick fucking um, TV series like a succession, you know, in effect, you're, you're kind of just in guest mode the entire time. That's where I was with this flick, Charlie. So on top of all of the amazing uh, uh, illustration styles and, uh, um, again, the, the flash of it all. Not that flash. Um, the, the flash of it all was not lost on me. But I sat back like, oh, well, I had a giant bucket of popcorn. But I sat back largely like, they are doing right now what you're supposed to do with a comic book flick. They're not supposed to seem like a photocop color photocopy of a photocopy of a photocopy. That's the, the furthest thing that this movie could possibly be. Now, I, I, I was not in the Charlie world of like stacking. Okay, this is almost bad, bad. Then the other one, and this is uh, the treat sequel. I like the this. I get it. But I, I will say this to accommodate my beautiful baby brother. One of the admittedly very short list of flicks that in this guy's opinion the sequel is better than the original wow i don't normally do it i don't normally I... do it but unexpected it, when this shit happens beautiful when this shit happens it's worth 
mentioning. I truly believe, much in the way that Empire Strikes Back is better than A New Hope, um, you know, debatably. This bitch just likes downer endings. Deba- well, you're not you're not entirely wrong, man. I like a little realism with my fantasy. Um, you know, uh, debatably, Godfather Two is maybe even better than Godfather One. Like, it, it's not entirely unprecedented, but this absolutely. Son of the Mask is this, better than the Mask. All right, folks. Rich- thank you for coming out. It's been nice to know you. I'm gonna go end it all. Charlie Blewett. Thanks, guys. Um, John, I, 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 again, I'm not afraid of spoilers. This no, you get back here. <laughs> this movie made all the money. I imagine uh, word is out Ooh. on most of. Uh, most of the secrets. I do want to say this. Um, I don't necessarily want to talk specifically spoilers. I want to talk about little things yeah, that I read, both both good and bad. And I'm very curious your opinion. Um, one thing that became abundantly clear moments into the flick is there is Retcon City. They have taken a stand. What was I imagine intended as a standalone movie that did fine at the box office. But it really came to life uh, at the home video level. This became very much the go-to. The what? This is the home v v v. v oh, I'm v sorry. So like the when v, you when you v, like download movies v, to Vader? watch on your plasma. Um, no, but the, but Spider Verse, even though it clearly teased that these characters had more to do. I don't believe originally this was written as a trilogy, and you kind of see it right away. They changed the design of Spider-Man 2099. They change a flashback sequence. They extend Gwen's kind of origin, her tragedy that occurred in her young, uh, adventurous life. Her Peter Parker was de-aged and put a goddamn shirt on. Um, Are you... I I always thought that I was a little bit more forgiving of when movies do retcon so blatantly. And in my head, that would be something that you would very much roll your eyes at or think it's a fucking cop-out. So right out of the gate, my hard question for you to start this fucking topic basically with was, did that bother you at all? Did you notice it at all? Did you give a fuck at all that they have already come out the gate and be like, we're retconning as necessary? Yeah, um... It, it, it didn't bother me, just to kind of go down in reverse order. Uh, I did notice certain certain moves, so to speak, but this is kind of uncharted territory where you're, you're dabbling in a world where they start off by saying, everything you thought you know, you didn't know shit. We electively choose and we retain the right and we are going to use it to fucking change shit as we go. All the time travel movies that we've we've had kind of like heaped on our lap recently have established that well uh, well in hand, and especially with the multi realities, the 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 concurrent multiverse stories that we're getting kind of bombarded with right now. Uh, obviously, Marvel's done it. Uh, Spider Verse is doing it. Fucking um, DC is naturally doing it huge as their you know, as their literal flashpoint uh, for this new era of the DC uh, properties. Um, that's kind of desensitized me to it, where if, look, if I, if we were going from Godfather 1 into Godfather 2, and there was a different actor playing Sonny, I'd be like, <laughs> first and first, mostly, he's dead. Why is he even here right now? Um, but yeah, no, that, that would affect me way more. Here, they have all the... Um, 
all the latitude in the world. The other thing, because for me personally, I realized I didn't drop my opinion. For me, it's whatever, and and this is going to sound hypocritical because I've been on record that I too think it's sometimes very, very lazy when yeah. someone changes something for the shits and giggles of it. One thing that has always bothered me is this constant new toy suit thing that uh-huh. Marvel has become so notorious for. We're like, sure. we got to change the look. Doesn't matter if the story calls for it. They it didn't doesn't even start matter it. if there is. They're just very good at it now. Like it's, that, That's it's a very, very ink. valid and good point. With this, though, they... There was no change that I felt like could have been unjustified because this movie was pieced so beautifully together. The other thing I really loved about it was despite some of those changes, there are some things that when they wrote the first uh, Spider-Verse flick that they clearly knew. And in hindsight, them playing with colors, them playing with setups, them playing with staging is just so chef's kiss wonderful that they would get 30 passes before you could change my you could have changed Spider-Man 2099 into a totally different one of his costumes you could have made it like a clone of the you know the Irish half slow down a clone. slow Fair down enough. don't Fair don't enough. use the c word willy-nilly like that bro I'm all filled with my Ben Riley I get joy it. your fucking um, your 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 web juice is like filled to brim I I do want to say this though before we get too far away from it yeah they didn't change anything without addressing the change they didn't try to like slip one by the goaltender yeah because he was kind of like his head was off in the clouds and the five hole was fucking left wide open like 7-11 on prom night um they didn't do that I will say that all the changes they made, they deemed to be necessary. So even if they didn't hammer it home, the re- the way that they were changing it, um, it was clear the why they were changing it. So that's that's perfectly that's perfectly uh, fine for me. I immediately got thrown off by Joker's stream. Joker coming in with the heresy. Ben Riley needs a full clone storyline run. I'll give you this one, Joker. The real Spider-Man, goddammit. So, actually, let me confirm it. <laughs> let me confirm it as we speak. Um, because this movie was chock full of... Huh? Who? Who is that? Like, as much as I oh. was very, very much uh, following kind of like everything that was going on and making mental notes, <laughs> fighting because it was a long day to keep my eye- eyeballs wide open... If I'm not mistaken, wasn't oh yes, wasn't Ben fucking uh, Andy Samberg? Correct. At nice. any point, Ben Riley could fall down a hill for an ungodly <laughs> long amount of time wearing a cape because like, in Ben fact, Riley's gonna go to the woods and just punch out his yes. emotions. I have to be honest. For those of you that haven't seen one of Andy Samberg in the Lonely Islands uh, earliest flicks, Hot Rod, fucking Hot do yourself Rod, a man. favor. Hot consider Rod. Consider it. One of the most criminally underrated fucking good time movies. That's all I'm I now say. think that that good might be movie. that might be canonical with Spider Verse if you do enough oh, mental shit. Olympics. If there the was mustache- a, a, a if there was a, a fucking a radiated uh, spider that was able to bite Andy Samberg at approximately eighty miles an hour as he is just. Ass over elbows down the fucking mountain, um, then that spider deserves it. Like he deserves that that win. I agree. 
John, I want to talk to you about one more quasi-controversy, and then obviously throw in whatever you want, and then I have one more Ooh. after that. But there were some people really thrown off by the implication of a Roger Rabbit scenario. They do use some live-action clips yeah. in Spider-Verse. Now, even before I kick it to you, yeah. I'm going to immediately throw you what my reading was in real time. In this flick, you see some of the old flicks in live action. There is a wonderful, wonderful cameo by uh, by one of my favorite rappers of all time. Not only comedians, not only actors, but uh, Donald Glover, Childish Gambino not himself, as a live action prowler caught by the Spider Society or whatever the fuck they called themselves. Um, to me... Because of the way this flick set itself up, I imagine most people, when you arrive in a different part of the Spider-Verse, you just match the aesthetic of their universe. The example I use, Gwen Stacy's world is shown in beautiful watercolor in the first flick and in this flick when she's in any other universe. It's not like she's randomly watercolor. She, for the most part, conforms. With that being said, Spider-Ham, Spider-Man Noir... Spider-Ham's a fucking cartoon in any universe, and Spider-Man Noir is in black and white. Now, given you could accomplish that with uh, spray paint, if you're if you're feeling froggy enough and God willing, wearing a mask. Um, so for me, when you see a caged childish Gambino, who's played by a human actor in a cartoon, I imagine if you take down that fucking shield, he would also be animated. That was my read. More importantly than that read, though, my I don't give a fuck, I want Donald Glover live and in living color for this cameo was kind of the most important thing. John, do you think what they were trying to say with that cameo was that some universes are 3D and some are 2D, 3D hybrids and we had a Roger Rabbit scenario when they hunted him? It was like a human being chased by CG cartoons? Or did you, in real time, be like, gives a fuck? Because that's kind of my real emotion, but I a little bit give a fuck about everything. What was your read on the Roger Rabbit of it all? You know what's funny is um, I, I didn't really put that much thought into it. I thought it was definitely neat uh, to see. And um, in terms of kind of like the distinct styles and more specifically how the styles differ from one another, I think it was mainly just really done. I'm putting my director slash creator hat on. I think it was just mainly done to kind of get across the point that like these shits are different, right? Because if you had two styles of Spider-Man that were like that were pretty pretty close to each other and they were drawn in the same style, but they were from actual different realities, how the fuck would you ever know? How would you ever well, ever you, know? You bring up a good so, point. Yeah, that's so a big complaint say, I have with I, like I Multiverse think... of Madness. They all fucking match. Who gives a fuck that they're in a different well, color suit? I mean, it's the same. It's the same costume department there <laughs> in the Multiverse of Madness, and uh, clearly they they did. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, there actually was one animated segment that they kind of like fell crashed through. Yeah, like the um, weird I, paint world. I, yeah, I haven't really done the the proper rewatch with a pen and pad in hand, um, but I very much enjoyed it. I also like Donald Glover, the actor. To refer to him, however, you millennial fuck, as one of my favorite rappers, I want to send Rakim over to your house right now and just backslam slap the tits out of you. Oh, who's my a, God. 
Who's Ech. Rakim? He play he plays sports or something? I'll I'll tell you this. First of all, what's racist. his first name? What's what's second? Say name? he's like Madonna, bro. One name is all you need. Um, <laughs> if he did play sports, he'd be the fucking greatest. And uh, if he was Prowler, Spider Man in any multiverse wouldn't have a shot. Rakim is no fucking joke, son. We'll tell you all about it. But uh, no, I I very much enjoyed Donald Glover's performance in pretty much everything. Um. He's great. He he's just fucking great, and I, I really did like the homage to the and clearly Spider Man has been very much uh, intertwined with the multiverse uh, by definition of the term. There's just so damn many of them. There's just so many of them. I do want to say this in terms of the live action of it all. Uh, we were automatically talking about like, well, now um, they've almost gotten like a. It's not even a green light. It's a mandatory. You have to fucking roll off the starting line now. You have to give us a live action Miles Morales uh, and and tagging right alongside a live action Spider Gwen, um, which I don't particularly agree with. But then I think, if I'm not mistaken, it was a certain Charles Gilbert Rivera who was like, "Man, she's gotta be the Huntress actress. It's gotta be uh, a fucking little little baby a Hawkeye girl face." First and of I don't all, agree. Those are- those are two different characters, and I didn't eh. say that that's what it has to be. Eh. My, I my, said that's what they're. Can we just I say that that's my, what they're doing? My impersonation of Charlie is dead on. That is like terrible. That is people would not even know the difference. First I'm, of all, no I'm one. Charlie. John's the best big brother. That's come on, bro. No one that can even hear dead ringer. the crushing depression <laughs> in your voice. Like that's what the oh, key is. With Arnold, it's that he loves Mexican <laughs> poontang. With Charlie, Who it's that it? he hates everything. Uh, up to it, excluding Mexican poontang. Uh, John, who, I, I hate to do it to you, yeah. but you were so nice that you kind of already broke a rule. So I'm going to ask you to break another. How, what? Who was your who was your favorite non-Miles Morales spider fella? Or fellares that you Not saw or was Not featured in across the Spider-Verse. Who won your heart? Who who would be the character that you want them to dive more into? If John was going to be the one to greenlight the next spin-off flick, yeah. who do you want on the front cover? Hmm. Now, does it oh. need to be animated, or does it need to be no, live action? Be, or it can it's be just, like it's whichever charcoal which character I wanted. Which character from this flick just moved you enough that you want more in any format? Well, I'll, I'll say this. Now, you know, my comic book heyday, uh, where I was kind of like making sure that I read any fucking thing that came out, at least the number ones, uh, both companies kind of went through that phase of, oh, here's the future version of these characters outside of the normal continuity. And... Um, one of them, which absolutely never really caught my attention and kept it for more than a few seconds, was uh, Batman Beyond. I'm sorry, I meant Spider-Man 2099. Because I picked up... The, I, I didn't get past much past the cover. I'm like, oh, Batman Beyond? All right, let's read it. And uh, that's always kind of how it played to me. I was not particularly caught he up... He precedes I, Batman Beyond, though, I believe. Yeah, but conceptually. I mean, you might, you yeah. might be very much right. But, like, that, that thought of... 
Well, I'll, I'll give you another one. Fucking uh, um, the 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 Robin, uh, the standalone Robin series were like, oh, and now Batman is in the middle of a. He's like a terrorist. He's fighting the fucking patriarchy and the. And I'm like, oh god, how many of these, Charlie? That's how many of them there were. I'm like, I don't even fucking know which ones came before the others because in effect they're all interchangeable. Um, however, <laughs> uh, it, it it never really kind of caught or kept my attention because um, I'm not a mark. Right, I'm not a fucking pushover sucker that because I have a vowel at the end of my last name, I have to say, oh, I'm going to pull all my hair out. They have a, a half Hispanic Spider-Man. That means I need to go up and clear the shelves. No, it don't because my money is green and I, I fucking work hard for it. Uh, so I'm only going to read what I likes, not who has a similar sounding fucking name to me, you dumb, dumb publishers. So the fact that he uh, he's... Uh, he's fucking like Speedy Gonzalez O'Hare. I'm like, it doesn't matter really to me if the character is not compelling. And and truth be told, Charlie, up until that point, I did not find, uh, I did not find the character that compelling. Now I do. Now I do. Now they put the shine on. So I'll I'll pick up, uh, you know, I'll pick up a, a Spider-Man 2099 book and and fucking read it and. You know, I'll buy the pop and I'll get the T-shirt and all that jazz. I'll get the underoos, the sheets, the whole Megilla. Uh, did you have one in particular that kind of sunk his little spiky I, fingertips into you? Yeah, and I have to confess, I'm a, I am a, a, I almost said recovering, but that's not true. I fucking hate Peter Parker. Uh, the one exception to that rule is the Peter hate. B. Parker, who's my homeboy. Uh, um, so I, I was can not I ask, a can fan. Can I ask a favor really quick before yeah. you fill in, fill in that yeah, point? I think I figured it out, if the, that's the question. Uh, if if that's the, the tact that you're going to take, we like, I like every ice cream flavor ever except vanilla. Vanilla was the first, motherfucker. You got to appreciate it. Yeah. So you can say, I hate Peter Parker as long as it's prefaced with, I hate... The original Spider, without whom none of this would be possible. Peter yeah. Parker, dot cool dot dot. So I so will, yeah. So I will. We have listeners to and viewers, short, shortening that. Uh, we can do an abbreviation. We can do an whatever you want to do. But we'll we'll work it out by the next episode. We'll 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 figure it out. But these I was motherfuckers huge, are gonna hold you to it. <laughs> I was not a huge fan of the Spider Verse comic. Which uh, I'm actually very, very curious to go back and explore because now I have kind of an affinity. Is your for answer these... going to be all of them? Like no, 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 I originally no. hated uh, all these motherfuckers, but it's, now it's I love all these motherfuckers. All no, but for me, the big standout is the one who's the most violent. Um, he has spikes on his head, and he is not afraid to headbutt you with them, dude. Fucking Spider Punk himself, uh, uh, Hobie He's Brown, dope, man, dope. Just fucking crushed it fun fact though in preparation of today's thank you ellis i agree with ellis for once um who said ben riley's the original spider-man god damn it i'm sticking to that continuity in all fairness John, ellis didn't curse but yeah you got the right idea no he said shit fuck motherfucker bang bang ben riley was the first spider-man um that is a quote john fair enough um, but fair the enough. cool my favorite thing about uh hobie brown was truly the most visually stunning thing in a film that was beyond visually that stunning. he could fit all that hair under that mask well that's just a fucking cool super but the thing Magic. i found out doing research for this episode do you know he is not uh uh he is not a spider-man variant 
He's not a, obviously he's not a Peter Parker variant. Or I guess not. There must be black Peter Parkers somewhere in the Spider-Verse. But he's a Prowler variant. I did not know that. I like, I and the that. fact that's, that that's, that's apparently awesome. a big deal, like in the, I'm like, I cannot wait to die. Now, you and I had this conversation. We can't wait to return to the theaters to see it again on that massive screen before it comes home to our pretty big fucking yeah, screen. Yeah, you, you have a massive screen in your house. And I'm going to sit right up close to it, so <laughs> it's under, under the cheap seats. Um, the biggest takeaway from this flick and the last kind of controversy before we, we wrap up the segment, John, some people's criticism of this film is that it is a two and a half hour long part one. They all have the same conclude. They all have the same asterisk they throw up though. There's nothing really to cut out considering we are getting the next Spider-Verse film to complete this trilogy in about a year. Were you, at the end of this film, satisfied by a cliffhanger? Of course. Is this film very much... Thank you. Uh, I just want to make sure... I know how much you love Empire, which ends in a fucking total bummer. This goes one step to... This goes one step further by kind of rocking your world with almost the beginning of what will probably be another two and a half hour That's flick. fine, as long as it's at this level. that That's my big issue with either long flicks or cliffhanger endings or, like, again, fill in the fucking blank. And most things that people, because I don't know, it might be AI just fucking with us, but, like, people, critics, naysayers, haters, whatever you want to call them, um, if the movie is dope to watch, it's dope to fucking watch. Beginning, middle, and end. Uh, yeah, granted, you might have certain sections that are, are preferable than others. I love this. I didn't like that. This was okay. I, it's a, it's 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 not the parts. It's the fucking whole. You know what I'm saying? Like the whole the <laughs> entire thing. Uh, the, if the entire thing was tight. Uh, then it's gonna be enjoyable for all parties concerned, and I'll stick with that. Um, yeah, no, I think that's kind of like a silly, uh, uh fucking, uh, you know, problem to, to have with any kind of piece of art. Now I will say this, people who live objectively in the fucking real world and they know things like, shit, there's a, a writer's strike going on. When, when will we get this culmination? Uh, that's a legitimate concern. That's the, uh-oh, I love this so much. When are we going to get this last component? There's, we, I had a thought that we never really fucking got to when we were having our uh, our series conversation. Like, you know, is it better to binge certain series or is it better to kind of like watch it piecemeal as it comes out, little chunks, whatever the case might be? I will say this. If a series has a big block of run in front of it, um, I think it's actually preferable to have one uh, one on deck, right? Like, so you you love this show so much, or this movie, whatever the case might be, series of movies, whatever. You set yourself up for success if you have several installations to get to, right? Because we will come from this place where let's take Sopranos, just because I'm I'm in the middle of maybe a tenth rewatch. Where certain episodes I'm like, ah, fuck this episode, I know it. I can skip right past it. But I remember when it was happening, or something like very recently, the most recent season of uh, of Homo So What's it? Uh, what the fuck is he called? 
Um, Succession? Not Succession, but Succession in Star Wars land. It is Mandalorian. Rogue Mandalorian. So people took umbrage with the season, uh, you know, kind of like a, as a whole, but a even bipolar. more particular, more episode by episode. And the issue there was if you wait a full week to watch what is one of your favorite shows and the particular episode wasn't one of their strong ones, you're pissed. And an episode that you might have given a, a B minus to in your mind is like, fuck, I waited a whole week to get here. Now I got to wait another whole week to get to the next D plus. Like it affects the way that you receive this content. So the only possible pass that I can give those dum-dums like, eh, we're cliffhanger. I need to be satisfied right now. I don't know why that sounded very much like my Charlie impersonation, but it still did. Um, that might be the case because that I did have that thought also as we walked out to the car to the Ecto. Um, I was like, shit, we got to wait so fucking long. Um, potentially, hopefully the strike is over very quickly and they can get right back to work. Uh, unless... The the, the the threequel was already written and they can I get I believe back it's to the... literally almost done. Oh well then go fuck me then that's absolutely great news. Zero point on my part. You're welcome, America. Uh, I still liked it. I still liked it. John <laughs> You know what I don't like? Is I don't like pieces of shit. Fair enough, man. Like, that is I don't fair like, enough. I don't like monsters and I think truly if you're one of these humbugians who has the audacity to not fully appreciate no hashtag humbugians. Hashtag, hashtag, hashtag humbugians. Uh, fucking copyright trademark Charlie Rivera in care of U.S. Comics. We are living in arguably the worst timeline, but it is one of the best movie seasons in recent history. If you don't run your ass out there... And check out Spider-Verse. Do it. And have a hell of a time watching it. Honestly, I'm not going to believe you because I think you'll be playing the part of one George Toy Boy Lucas. You are. Because, you John, are. he's a liar. He's a liar. And I know that, and I know that because... <laughs> Han... Shop first, baby. first, baby. Take it up. A salute. This one's for Primo Joey. What's up, Joey? Thanks for joining us, kid. <laughs> oh, I didn't clean that glass. Delicious. Ugh. Oh, Charlie made a mixed drink out of the shot glass that he didn't clean from last week. Um, Before we segue over, Charlie, I do want to ask you, only because yeah. I know uh, we, could talk, we literally could have made a full episode out of Across the Spider-Verse, but I'm glad we didn't. Um, when you were talking about, like, well, uh, she's she's already cast. I'm, I'm speaking, of course, of Spider-Gwen, who is yes. borderline, borderline Harley Quinn popular right now, or at least building. She's got that trajectory. Um, and you were talking about, like, uh, well, no, she has to be Haley Stein, Stein something? Seinfeld. Yeah, I, not Seinfeld. That's that's it's not uh, Seinfeld. That's Steinfeld? Jerry Steinfeld. It Fucking could be Rivera. If I had my way. <laughs> um, regardless, again, the, the the lovely young lady from True Grit, and she was in the uh, the uh, Hawkeye, Hawkeye series, series for was, Christmas yeah. time, and what? Okay, so so you would comfortably say you would double cast her in effect. I'm not 
saying that. Uh, so they I are am saying that you. I am against live action Spider Gwen. All right, we have a perfect fucking thing. Let's Don't assume, blow it. Let's assume that Marvel just can't leave that money on the table. Marvel, Sony can't leave yeah, that money. If we want to put her in terrible. tights, I'm not going to say no. Well, is but but you are now the power that bees. Um, yeah. Who would you cast in that role? I the same person I would cast, believe it or not, for Miles Morales. Someone we haven't met yet. You need someone perfect for Spider Gwen. We have the perfect voice actor right now. Um, I do not think she lines up as the perfect uh, actress to embody that role. I think she might be a little bit too. Uh, she's old. She's voluptuous. She's, she's she's well. First and first, mostly. Now you're trying to convince me back into it. Now <laughs> I just want to see her in the goddamn costume. You can't. I, uh, you can't make me like, play against myself. I will bro. take you off the hook. I'll take you because I have the answer. Um, oh if, shit! If you remember, we only kind of semi recently uh, finished our obsession with Wednesday, the Wednesday Adams yes. uh, series, uh, over on the the flicks of Net. Um, but the, 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 the little kid that played her, her bubbly werewolf oh, friend, that is Emma Myers. Cast. Emma Myers would make a fucking outstanding Spider-Gwen. She has, we know, she, she has, has the, the chops, though. she has the look. Um, she would be absolutely fantastic. So if she does get this uh, this casting, I, I at least expect a shout-out. Um, Ellis, Ellis, you're, you're more than welcome to fucking put him out there. Uh, you do as you do. Ellis trying to push for Millie Bobby Brown. <laughs> She's not going to break off her engagement for you, Ellis. You need to stop sending her those letters, bro. You know what, bro? Nothing succeeds like excess. I say you start sending more, Ellis, and I will back you up in court if that comes to it. If we're um, going to go, I'm going to over the top Charlie in full effect. Uh, Ellis, send her some hair. Doesn't have to be yours. She don't know you yet. Too much succession, Charlie. I'm going to be <laughs> back over the top. For uh for my baby brother, um and yeah so uh and and again to put an exclamation mark on it, uh thus far across the Spider Verse has made two hundred and twenty one million dollars against the production budget of a hundred million dollars. Also, it has already beaten the lifetime earnings of Shazam two, uh which is only right because Shazam was trash and this is gold. Uh, but that all being said, that all being said, I thought you kind of thought Shazam Two was fine. I I didn't. It was fine to turn off. It was it stunk on ice. You're, um, think, you're thinking of Black Adam, also as well as Black Adam, um, and also as well as Black Adam's fucking uh, Black Adam's nemesis is Shazam. It ain't Superman. Sorry, fucking D Wayne. Get back over to yeah. Fast and the Furious where you belong. Enjoy but Fast and Furious. That all being said, yet another franchise that my man The Rock has tried his hardest to fuck with. Um, <laughs> solid, solid segue that, that that time around. I, You know me, Charlie. I like to give credit where credit is due. So as I was kind of perusing the interwebs, uh, one of my common stops is indeed Comic Book Resor uh, Resource, otherwise known as CBR.com. And uh, I, I stumbled across, largely in, uh, largely due to fantastic artwork, I must say, by an article, again, credit where credit's due, by G. Kendall, published only about two days ago on CBR.com. And uh, the, the, the title of this article is The Forgotten Revival of Marvel's Classic G.I. Joe Series. And I said, Burr? I like Marvel's Classic uh, G.I. Joe Series. I love the G.I. Joe. I particularly 
man love Larry fucking Hammer, who is just one of my absolute favorite writers, creators, every damn thing. Larry Hammer, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, wrote the famous, at this point, the famous profiles uh, for these characters, expanded upon them within the Marvel comic series, and really took like a... Uh, like a median level property in terms of the intellectual aspect of it all for children and treat it like adult fucking fair and to pick up a comic where people died and in the cartoon like you could get shot by a laser in the face standing on the ground and a parachute would still pop out and you would float safely to safely down somehow um he was killing people off in the comic. He was he he treated it seriously, and that really translated to to uh, the children readers uh, of uh, of the age. Now, when they do revivals of shit, when they bring stuff back into a familiar format, it doesn't always carry over. Like Charlie could tell you very much. Like say the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, right? They they went from like murder machines to inflatable fucking puppy faces for Saturday morning whereas here you had an adult sect of uh, of kind of hungry consumers they wanted more of that fucking content and uh, after uh, and this is now this is going back early 2000s this is uh, when this revival a revival uh, now the nostalgia is really kicking in and I believe that's the entire purpose of this series by again G Kendall over on uh, um, over on uh, CBR.com. I think what they do is they look back on like they take the nostalgia uh, uh, aspect of it from er, at this point early 2000s was a long time ago. Early 2000s is over uh, fucking 20 years ago. And if at that, it's okay, Charlie. Don't be sad. Pick up that chin. Pick up that chin. Who my big boy? Who my big boy? Who my Me. big boy? That's true. I am. So, so that's what they did, Charlie. They they went back to the fucking well and they said, "Hey, GI Joe, uh, GI Joe Extreme tried to kill it for Charlie's goofy generation. Uh, we're going to breathe fresh new life into it by reminding you why you loved it in the first fucking place." So they bring in Larry Hama naturally, but my man's a storyteller. And while he did fuck with some designs, and he's uh, certainly a passable artist, he wasn't going to draw the book. Uh, who did they bring in, Charlie? Too great taste. That taste, great. I'm fighting his knees. <laughs> that taste, great together. Um, you might remember my man from the death of Superman. Fucking Jurgens, bro. They they bring Hot in damn. they bring in talent that um even on a story that you may have hated because of what was happening in it from in, in my perspective the way that it was handled oh just drop a giant not Hulk onto the fucking planet and destroy the greatest hero of all time super duper terrific uh but it wasn't his fault all he did was draw that shit and he absolutely did so in such a way that people are like well. I don't like what's happening, but I like the way it looks. <laughs> that combination, Charlie, tickled me in in a way that is illegal in like 42 states right now. I was so, so happy with it. And I, I was also guilty as charged. I fucking forgot it existed. I forgot it existed. So this is um, properly 
uh, they're they're actually looking to reprint these now as trade paperbacks, which is oh shit, which is just outstanding. Fucking not Rom sure. starting a new trend. Not sure. Like, did you what, what not read me or know about me? <laughs> We're comic books you need to own. Stupid. Bunch of people know me, even though you don't. Um, just an outstanding, outstanding uh, way to tackle that material, man. And uh, I, I fucking loved it. And and you ever put on your coat? Right. It's been a. Yes. It's been a. It's been a long summer. You're sweating buckets. Canada's wildflowers are just wildflowers. Wildfires just wrecking your day and your sinuses. Uh, you put on your winter coat in a few short months, and you find a twenty-dollar bill. Oh, yes. that twenty-dollar bill spends with the widest grin that you're ever gonna have on that day. That's how this was for me. I'm like, oh fuck, I remember this. I love the style of it. Again, the storytelling is mature and adult as GI Joe should be. Um, I just fucking loved every minute of it. Now I have to assume you've never seen hide nor hair of this shit, right? I uh, no, I don't believe so. We're gonna rectify all that, brother, because I'm indeed going to pick up um, this TPC and and read the shit out of it. And the send goddamn it your John way. Library in Jersey is. Ah. It's all right. It is all fucking right. Um, so Charlie, as as you having not read it, but I mean you've read the Larry Hammer stuff. If I'm not mistaken, I remember I sent you a digital copy of my all-time yes. favorite early Larry Hama uh, comic yes, for G.I. Joe, which is just outstanding. Um, however, um, you, I, I'm sure that you have your own nostalgia pieces. Are there any that kind of like stick out for you as we're talking? I have a thought of one what one might be for Charlie I want to hear Boy. your theory. I want to hear Do your you? theory before I potentially ruin it. So I, I, I know this kid. I just, I know this kid. I know what he's going to think before he thinks it. Someone can ask me what his opinion is, and it's some shit that he hasn't even heard yet, and I'm like, he's going to think this. And fucking in the isolation chamber, Charlie will come up like, what John said? Um, I'm going to go with Gargoyles. Because Gargoyles, for Charlie on the come up, just as a wide-eyed little chubby cheek little baby face. Um, This is before the heel turn. Um... Charlie was all about Gargoyles, and you know why? Fucking Gargoyles was dope. Gargoyles Gargoyles was the level of awesome that Disney was like, man, that's almost too good. I don't know if we should put our name on it because it is mature. It is fucking complicated. Well, Um, but that's the draw, right? When you're young, when you're on the come up, and someone starts to talk to you like an adult. Yes. Right, it was always the appeal of, it was the appeal of sports. It's like I could have fucking wound up loving fucking field hockey if the right coach was like, "This shit's dope," and these skirts make your legs look great. <laughs> um, there's there's something to be said about this material that just, in hindsight, it still has plenty of its like four kids cheesy nonsense there's always the character that he just loves eating junk food john but then simultaneous they're like you want to see the under boob of this gargoyle chick as she tries to decapitate the hero because they used to smash but now they don't smash but he still wants to smash but now she's not gonna smash you're like what the fuck does smash me that's actually and why are her under boobs so prevalent it's a little close too close to real life i'm like oh man dude trust me you do not want any piece of this don't get suck it in. Don't there's not do a it. Lot. There's 
There's not a lot I know about me, John, but I do know I am game for every Desdemona <laughs> that is available like, in I'll the Tri-State area. All right, why not? Yeah, I like, have you planned. seen that underboob, bro? <laughs> you got to think, John. Sometimes you got to get shot by a laser. It's fucking fine. Oh, I get it. Um, no, get Gargoyles it. is probably my number one go-to nostalgia uh, heavy happy. Because, again, it truly was the probably the second most mature thing I was introduced to. The, the one that was kind of on the tip of my tongue, and it's ironic because there have been so many great robot-type shows where these robots either... You get a bunch of little robots and you make them a big robot. Uh, just today, uh, previews of or early screenings of the new Transformer, Rise of the Beast, clearly taking characters from... Beast Wars, but John, it wasn't robots that got me obsessed with sci-fi fantasy when I was young. It was mechs, though, because fucking, uh, not Robotech, because that was before my time, although I did love the toys come Christmas. Macross, respect, bro. Come on. Represent. Fair enough. Fair enough. But I'm um, talking actually... about, and, <laughs> and the name is like currently, it's, uh, it's running for me, but they had the Matrix plugs into their neck. And they had the big space fucking suits. It, it just left my brain as You're, we were fucking rambling on. Uh, well, that's what rambling will often do. You talking about Exo Squad? Exo Squad! Thank you, John. You pay dividends daily, nightly, and ever so rarely. John, that shit was about genetic slaves that had an uprising, and we followed the enslavers as our protagonists. I, that shit, honestly, in looking, real time, looking I remember back, being like. Isn't that just a Matrix prequel? It is 100% a Matrix <laughs> I mean, prequel. like, the um, actual fucking machines make their it's, way into Matrix It's also like, uh, Matrix it's almost too. like a, 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 a fucking, it's a, it's, it's, it's a future version of fucking Roots at times. There is, John, it is such a fucking wonderful, wonderful story that managed to be 22-minute action fests. <laughs> the fact that Exo Squad isn't a movie series right now is fucking astonishing to me. It doesn't make fucking sense. Tom Cruise, when he did Edge of Fucking Tomorrow, because uh, that's what I'm going to call it, although Live, Die, Repeat is the much better name <laughs> that they should have fucking gone with, that shit uses Exo Squad shit, and it's excellent. Exo, Exo Squad uh, uh, aesthetics are used so often. Everything from Alien to uh, um, uh, Como se llama? Uh, Av uh, Avatar uses that yes. shit. They're used Matrix. Um, they're they're used all over the damn place. Now, granted, a mech suit isn't an, a, a particularly original concept, but like visually, some of these motherfuckers just look like straight up lifted off of the design sheets. But I'm gonna they look like adaptations things. more than inspired by. And what again, what I love about that, much like GI Joe, there are like levels you can go to if you want to. And I think that's really properties like this, properties like, uh, you know, Ninja Turtles in reverse. What's amazing is they're kind of like Russian nesting dolls. Mm. Do you just want action and awesome characters? And the one motherfucker yes. has si had the side of his head shaved? Correct. Great. Do you want it to, like, talk about 
the the political landscape of like if you make a thing is it yours if you own a bunch of dogs can you have them fight for money like they're your dogs some of them only exist because of you oh that's not good what if you're following the good guys who are doing the bad thing but for the right reason way before fucking um we were just watching the other day uh uh doogie hauser's in it oh fucking uh they play space football starship troopers starship do you get me starship troopers is another one you could watch that the way you watch expendables or you could take a beat to be like they are mocking my enjoyment. Oh yeah! In real time. How about the fact that they're that they're not not like cleverly, uh, they're they're in your face. Like here are Caucasians that live in Argentina, and anyone who's even watched like five minutes of the History Channel at some point around twelve thirty one o'clock in the morning knows all the Nazis went to Argentina. So here you have. A very uh, authoritarian fucking uh, um, kind of like political spectrum. Like, well, if you're a citizen, then you can fucking vote and you get all those things. You you got to serve to be a citizen. I'm like, yo, my man, Adolf, what is going on here? I thought we were watching a fun uh, insect alien flick. They're like, no, 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 there's more to it. And that really does kind of, if I'm not mistaken, that's, that's a... Um, that's based off of a, a, a series of books, or at least one book. Yeah. Um, which is fucking dynamic. But as tremendous. as my time fucking evaporates, um, I'm going to throw one out there, and I, I'm going to ask you to do the same. Um, with the nostalgia fucking effect being in full swing right now, and the yes button being like almost stuck in that on position, they'll cancel you right away for any reason they want, but it'll still at least get a go. I want you to give me that that fucking um that reboot that that fucking uh, revival that whatever that re whatever except re re um that you indeed want to see. I don't know if you have one in the pipe, but I got one for you. Uh, and it actually does have a lot to do with Transformers, which Charlie had mentioned a few moments ago. Transformers again, the real quick version. The Transformers. If at any point you had two Transformers in hand, you're like, well, they're both Transformers, and they have a sticker that I'm familiar with on them, and the same general uh, uh, concept. Oh, I get to change it from one thing to another. They are not actually not the same. The Transformers made their way over from Japan as two distinct and very separate toy lines, which is the reason why you have a fucking gun, which is relatively small, going up against a fucking tractor trailer of an Optimus, and people are like, nah, it's fine. They'll grow and shrink it. What? What are you talking about? So um, another transgression that the Transformers did was take advantage of the aforementioned Macross slash Robotech uh, drama that was going on. They're like, hey, you know what? We're going to call this motherfucker Starfire. No, you're not going to call him Starfire, even though I know you very much did and slap an Autobot sticker on a jet, you dick. Um, fucking so what a lot of people know of as Starfire is indeed... Um, is indeed a Veritech fighter from uh, Robotech uh, Macross. Um, and they just fucking said, thank you for the design. We're going to go ahead and sell like a billion of them. Uh, I'm like, it became like a real issue between counterfeits and like you think you're getting one thing, but you're getting another with the wrong head and blah, 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 blah. The 80s were complicated for me, dude. However, 
with now the the legalese being taken skyfire thank you ellis skyfire um uh there we go um yes indeed skyfire that's skyfire um however with the the legal aspects of it now being kind of like put together the i's are dotted the t's are crossed we indeed now have finally a unified front charlie it is an outstanding story just call it a story because i read it in the manga i also watched the cobble together cartoon series growing up it is so good that a live action adaptation or even just another bite at the apple where they can say look now we're going to go full full steam ahead full forward and give you what we got charlie it would be a hundred percent a hit and everyone can thank me now for what comes later do you have something like that you know, I'm going to change my answer just because you have such a, a clear uh, a, a clear banger on your hands. I want True to that. go. True that. I want, I want to subvert expectations. All right. I want something that I know will bring me great personal joy and will spark a fire that far too often goes unlit in my life. I generally don't give a fuck about pirates. Never did. Oh. Uh, when Peter Pan was like, I'm fighting Hook, I'm like, fuck Hook. Except... John, I'm desperate for them to bring back and tell in a full form, be it a movie, be it a new show, the pirates yes, of Dark Water. Yes, yes. The Come the fuck on, Dark bro. Dark Water was another one of those shits. I sat down next to Charlie. He had his little folding tray for his after school little snacky poos. And we're watching this, and I'm thinking, I know it's animated. And I know <laughs> it's on in the middle of the day. I don't know if my brother should be watching this. That, that show was fire, bro. Could you imagine a For Us, like, trilogy of films that, like, finally finished that story? Because that story never finishes in cartoon form. Um, I think you have a safety net where you can change whatever the fuck you want. Because there's 37 fans <laughs> who give a fuck. Um, I, I genuinely think it Paying would be fans. the perfect... I think it would be the, the, the perfect... Uh, I, it would be perfectly adaptable because what you could do is you can take the core concept and expand and contrast any aspects you want. You don't want your villain to look so fucking over the top. That's fine. No one's really going to give a fuck because we're getting Pirates of Dark Water. So, so the for fucking any, teaser poster alone makes anyone me Anyone who's unfamiliar, the general premise, I just pulled this up off Wikipedia. Ren, the son of dying kid, primus of... Octopon, dynamite name, sails around the alien world of Myrrh on a ship called the Wraith. I'm already way in. Searching for <laughs> the 13 treasures of rule, his loyal crew of misfits, misfits that help Ren on his journey are the uh, uh, Echomancer Tula, a monkey bird Niddler. You shut up, you. Um, <laughs> who else? And the treasure hungry pirate. Laz or L-O-Z for those social media fucking friend, uh, familiar. Uh, Ren's opponent in his quest is the pirate Bluff of the warship, the Maelstrom, who will stop at nothing to get the treasures for himself. <laughs> Dude, fuck Pirates of the Caribbean. This is the new black sails that needs to happen right now. Charlie was dead on. And just to address uh, Ellis's comment from an earlier topic, uh, Macross could not be faithfully remade today. Uh, Hikaru is really sexist, and, and that's fine because it's in the 80s way. I'm going to say to Ellis, they'll, they'll, just pull, uh, uh, they'll just pull a fucking... Um, 
uh, Jose Watsits with, with a Starbuck uh, from Battlestar Galactica. And she's like, well, the character is female now, so it's totally fine. And uh, this is one of the rare uh, swaps that I'd be totally fine with because it means I'm going to get my Macross Robotech. But uh, with that all being said, Charlie, we'll put a lot of money out there, uh, fucking a lot of offers on the table. We have high expectations. And they got to make their money too, just like us. So, Charlie... Why don't you tell the good boys and girls how it is exactly that we paid them bills, would you? John, you know I love mobile games, so today we're brought to you- No, fucking course, we're not brought to you by some bullshit mobile game, because we're not some shitty fucking billion dollar podcast <laughs> that has hundreds of millions of views exist. and still sell their fucking soul for some random brand that's willing to pay no no today we are once again brought to you by one of our absolute favorite bands bad mary you heard them there in the intro you're gonna hear them again at the end of the show if you're wondering where else you can catch their acting you can follow them at bad mary band across all social media platforms you can support them over on patreon.com forward slash bad mary you can stay up to date at bearmary.com for merch and upcoming performances but my favorite part is that they're fucking in japan just living the goddamn dream but also their entire discography including their brand new LP is available right now across all music streaming services hell yes but that still leaves the question begs dare I say where we drop it with Sergeant Finesse you can find him at currently gaming still as a partner on Facebook but he's spending more and more and more and more time over on kick.com multiple streams every day outstanding video game content supporter games co-streams giveaways contests don't be a sucker. Check him out today. Uh, he is currently laid up with some dental activity that happened today during the day. So we send uh, best witches to Sarja for a very, very quick uh, and, and a full fucking uh, re-healthification. Also, as well as we, we shouted him out before, we're going to do it again. A constant supporter of this show in all of its formats. Fucking Jokers underscore... Uh, Joker is no joke. You can also find Joker. Uh, yeah, Joker. We see you, baby. Joker's underscore stream underscore. I should say you can you can find him indeed on Twitch. Also, as well as you can find him on Kick. He's uh he's he's kicking up a lot of attention and rightfully so. He's an outstanding gamer. He's crazy entertaining. He fucking does cosplay like that is that is is just fucking uh, Comic Con worthy. As he's just sitting there with the kiddos and the dogs. And like he's doing it for you. So check him out uh, on either Twitch or on Kick. Do yourself a favor and you're welcome. Um, now Charlie. Yes. Charlie. Yes. Charlie. Yes. I do got to ask you man. Because there are certain yeah. things that fire up this kid. And it's not always where Bad Mary is in the world. It's not always fucking dum-dums with dumb things to say on dum-dum platforms no 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 sometimes it's some shit where he says hey john i feel this right back 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 and i say well charlie you know you know what i actually agree with you right now so please please help the good folks at home let us know what is grinding your gears and and fucking grinding my gears indeed <laughs> first though i need to preface things because we talk about it on the show all the time when someone does a review of a movie they hate they leave out the most important thing oh you don't like dark knight what the fuck batman do you like because if your answer is end robin you're a fucking contrarian douchebag and i hate you so i do feel it is vital for me to explain something and that is i do in fact love music about fucking 
So when you tell me Kiss has all of their discography about smashing, Love Gun is his uh. cock. I fucking broke the code. I have absolutely enjoyed some Kiss music. Do I think at 106 years old they should still be rocking platforms and makeup? You know what? I do because totally. I'm not a hypocrite and I love Sting and AEW. So feel free to prance oh. around the stage in your high heels, you little ninnies. But John, <laughs> what I Rude. don't like is people with all the shortcuts, right? Uh, you're Gene Simmons. You can do anything you want. With that tongue? A fucking... Yeah. Nice. You can. Uh, including sure. make a, a, a comic book I haven't read that, to be fair, I shouldn't judge until I do, but his comic book, Dominatrix, is making the interview rounds because it's about a dog. She hurts you, but you pay for it. <laughs> Fucking asshole. Yeah, man. We, we, we had but Craigslist. I digress. We're, it's not a new concept. He felt the fucking need to talk about the problem with Superman. And John, today to wrap up this episode, I want to talk about the problem with the problem with Superman. That's right. I'm putting a hat on a hat, motherfuckers, because the problem ain't the man of steel just trying to smash a purple-eyed lady. He's no, only human. sir. Oh, wait. The problem <laughs> is... You people who think there's a problem with our favorite Boy Scout. John, I'm fresh off of the like hour and a half viewing of Max Landis's Just For Fun YouTube experimental video where he continues his epic Superman tale that started with American Alien, a DC published comic that kind of put Superman in today's timeline with all the Max Landisian uh, idiosyncrasies, right? What if Superman were really Clark and then the act is Superman? It's kind of the 10 cent premise that I've assigned to it. And in every single way, Max Landis has made every wrong decision about what I think about Superman, but he did it in a fucking tremendous way. Check it out on his YouTube today. You can just go to Max Landis on YouTube. It's fucking awesome. Even if you hate it, again, I hate the ideas. The, the I love present, the execution. The presentation, though, the way that Max tells you like what he's seeing, you, you don't have to always agree with the fact that, like, oh, that would be great. But it's entertaining as fuck, man. Jesus Christ. And the price is And right. also, yeah. And also, ultimately, what Max Landis proves is what is he knows fundamentally what Richard Donner knew what you and I know what someone like I'd argue Zack Snyder didn't know what homeboy from kiss doesn't know is that Superman isn't just some maxed out stats uh everything works out great for me he's fucking so good everyone loves him no man look at the environment it's hard to get people to root for fucking Superman. So much so, the last time they brought him to the cinemas, motherfucker was never allowed to smile, had to watch his dad get eaten by a fucking storm. John, the problem is people think they know Superman, and they do not read Superman comics. They think they know Superman, and they're basing it on one random outing they may have had with the character. Listen, I could defend Smallville all day, and sometimes at Thanksgiving with my brother, I have to. But that ain't fucking Superman. That is fucking not 
it doesn't encompass everything that Superman is. It's aspects. The Man of Steel movie, if you love the way he flies, that is absolutely an aspect. The motherfucker looks cool as shit. It, but that's not it. If you liked Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman, with fucking Hottie McGee and, and, and uh, I forget his And the girl name, that plays Lois. But, <laughs> yeah, but um, uh, exactly right. Um, or if you like fucking Superman and Lois, the current series, John, to know Superman is to love Superman. To know Superman is to know that very similar to Spider-Man, with great power comes die, all the responsibility. The notion of, before I kick it to you, it's yeah. the thing you probably, you and I laugh at the most, is all of these mouth breathers are like, you know, with enough preparation, Batman can defeat anyone. The minute that you have Superman wants to kill Batman, the fight's over. Yeah. He fought himself in Superman 3, as Ellis pointed out, mm -hmm. and it was excellent. In the middle of a total shitty film, there's this amazing drunk Superman scene. John... No one knows Superman, in my opinion, uh, as well as you do. So I thought this topic specifically would be great to throw yeah. to you. But I, before I get you kind of responding mm -hmm. to the world's confusion about Superman, before I even want you to address fucking the demon from Kiss and his fucking nonsense that he's just an overpowered dummy, John, the most important thing, just like we talk about when we talk about movie reviews... John, why do you love Superman? <clears throat> so that that is not a simple uh, answer, um, but I'm gonna do my very best to break it down to it's like it's it's it's, it's larger points, right? Um, first and foremost, the, the uh, well, I, I don't want to preamble what I'm gonna talk about um, the demons take on it all. First of all, I don't think it's sincere. But he's an old man, so you kind of understand that a little bit. Um, the The main reason I admire this character, it's a it's above and beyond the actual way that he was created. It's above and beyond the the thing that we're all here for that he inspired. Um, there's a bunch. There's a bunch. Oh, Demon Kaga, you come when you can. You come as you are. Uh, you're always welcome here. Thanks for joining us. Um, You're always welcome to come, says John. <laughs> well, 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 I think that was like kind of assumed, wasn't it? Um, but no, Charlie. The, the simple point of it is, I'm a person who I love. Uh, um, I love honesty, right, and openness. Uh, a pair of glasses hiding your identity, identity notwithstanding. Um, but I also very much, as well as, uh, hate, hate bullies i fucking hate bullies and um a bully will bully because they're able to right that's like the main thing about it a bully isn't a bully if they're gonna get their ass kicked or if they're gonna get fucking stepped on or pushed back on they're they're relatively i want to say smart but they're like wily in that way they pick and choose uh on whom they're going to bully uh however who the fuck would be would would be the ultimate bully if not Kal-El of Krypton, Clark Kent of of Earth? Like if he fucking chose to push his push someone around, throw his weight around, ain't nobody gonna do anything about it. So much so that we have seen one after the other after the other stories. Like how, listen to this original idea. 
I'm looking at you, Homelander. Uh, I'm like, what if there was a bad Superman? My fucking DC has even like said, what if actual Superman, not a, a what, a, a, not an analog, but what if actual Superman was bad? We've gotten multiple fucking variations of it, but it's all we know that it's fake because you see the red and the fucking blue and the gold and the S on the chest, and you're like, nope, this motherfucker's for me because Superman could do anything. Superman can literally do anything on Earth. And what does he choose to do? Save motherfucking kittens from a tree. That's fucking, um, that's a hero, dude. Superman is the ultimate hero. He could go out, he could be the, the richest motherfucker on the planet. He, he works, a, he, he works on a regular nine to five, a regular Joe, as it were. Uh, he's just a, he's just a good fucking guy. Superman's the easiest fucking character to root for. He just is. He just fucking is. There's something about choice, right? The difference between a hero and a villain every single time um, to me has always been choice. Lex Luthor and Iron Man are basically the same character. One probably is more of an alcoholic, right? But what is the difference? Iron Man learned a lesson. There's something so fucking amazing about a character who's... And I know it's become kind of a joke the last few years. Batman lost his parents and was like, he I did? never want someone... He never mentions it. What's up, Ma? So but Martha? He wants to make sure that no one experiences that sort of loss again. Yeah. So much so he dresses like a fucking bat. Superman had his planet explode and he was good way before learning like by the way you're an alien and your shit blew up he lost his dad one of the most gut-wrenching scenes ever depicted every time it's depicted is little clark going to ma kent going i can do all these things and i couldn't do anything for my father are you fucking kidding me? On a long enough timeline, Superman's alone. And potentially he knows it. Potentially. Like to look to look downwind, you know, downfield rather. Um, he kind of knows where it's going. And um I don't mind giving this away. Um I uh <gasps> I well I, I, I kinda did so already on um how about how about this, uh, Jordan? Uh, Jordan. Oh yes. The uh, the uh, friend of the show, Jordan and Mike, of Bad Mary Mike. Um, I kind of put out there like as a as a mega Superman fan, what would my take on the franchise look like? And um, I, it was so simple for me because I know the character so well, but on the same token, as a comic book fan. I know this world in which we all live. And uh, as much as I admire Max Landis and the work that he does and the work that he kind of gives away, the ideas he gives away, I'm going to take a page out of Max's book and I'll give this one away too. My Superman tales, like the, the Perry White and the Lois Lane and the Lana Lang beforehand and his pal Jimmy Olsen and the whole fucking, the whole Megillah there, they're not of this time. They're not for 
2023. We have all this other stuff going on, which is interesting enough in its own right. And at this point, we now have a literal gaggle of superheroes that can do amazing things. So to take Superman and just make him one of this bunch and give him fucking like current day issues to contend with, I don't really think that that's very interesting. That's interesting in the sense of problem solving because you say, well, if this is his nemesis and blah, 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 and how can glasses really hide who he is? Fuck all that. That's like some stupid posturing bullshit. That's not getting into the meat and potatoes of the character. The meat and the potatoes of the character, like I said before, was he can logically do anything he wants to in this world. He chooses to help you, you fucking notion having nothing. You're welcome. Root him on when he flies fucking by because he's here to save the day. So I would take that whole uh, launching off point and I would take it out of 2020, 2023 and I would put it firmly someplace in the mid 50s when like allegedly there were all these wonderful things going on, but there weren't no Superman right in that version of the world. And then I would pepper in the rest of that DC world after the fact on a timeline that started back then not now not fucking now we're like we've got computer viruses to contend with and fucking worldwide pandemics the fuck is superman gonna do with that kill some germs no no, no. you put him in that timeline um closer probably to when he was originally conceived and you give him like some fucking uh radio play shit to deal with Give him a Lex Luthor that's a, a fucking white lab coat wearing scientist. Like, you, you put him in that area that in which he was conceived and let him do those adventures. Now, I'm not saying that you're not going to have a Superman in your modern flicks. No, you're going to have one, though, that is decades and decades older. But he don't look much fucking older because Superman doesn't age like us normies. So you can have the same actor having those current adventures with the fucking JLA and the whole the whole nine yards there, but you have your standalone Superman franchise taking place decades and decades prior to that. Fucking I think my first my first uh, uh bad guy I was gonna give him lifted straight out of the um uh, um the the name eludes me, but I'll 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 think of it. Um the Fleischer, the fucking Fleischer animated, which were dynamite. If you guys aren't familiar with the Fleischer animated Ugh. Superman fucking shorts, they're awesome. I think one of his first ones, it wasn't, um, it wasn't Luther, but it was a similar like mad scientisty type. He he fucking built these like dope ass fucking uh, very much like a Tesla level type attack robots. And he's like, we're going to send out these attack robots. And they had wings and they could fucking fight. And laser beams came out of the eyes and shit. He's like, it's going to be like an alien invasion. But it wasn't an alien invasion, spoiler. It was actually this douchebag that invented them. And he just wanted to kind of like monetize that world uh, defense. But Superman said, uh-uh, not on my watch, motherfucker. And he tore up those robots like you read about. Um, those are the type of adventures that the big blue Boy Scout... Just really excels at because you don't have to worry about like, well, is he going to fucking uh, know how to address pronouns in this world? Uh, all the security footage, where is it going to change? Like there are all these modern aspects that don't belong anywhere really in a Superman level uh, um, fucking spotlight type movie or franchise. However, you have him now. Now he's kind of like more of like a gruffer. The, the way that they tried to kind of paint him in the Snyderverse, like, he's kind of like, maybe he's edging on the side of Cynical. He is alone because all those people that he loved, 
decades and decades ago have now got on and passed naturally. Um, so he's just Superman. Clark Kent is, is in effect dead, and it's just Superman. And when you're filling a two-hour movie and you have 57 fucking heroes, you're not going to have a lot of character fucking development for just Superman or really for any of the, the big ones. So they need those standalone stories to establish who they are. And uh, it wouldn't leave us where we are now, where you say, oh, well, this character is just blah, blah, blah. Aquaman, he just talks to fishes. You're a fucking moron, and you probably can't read. Good news for you, though. Comic books have pictures, so you almost don't even have to read. Learn who the character is before you have an opinion. Look at you, Gene Simmons. I uh, I love it. The one thing I, I, I want to add on, other than, like, holy shit, let's fund the crap out of that. Ellis actually stumbled onto the other big thing you you described with Superman. The diner? Un, Beating the shit out of the guy un, in the diner? <laughs> well, because well, what you described was a Superman who's not held down by some of the Superman conceits. That, like, everyone would be like, well, that guy flies, can't be a normal jabron doing fucking the paper. No cell phones, all that shit you fix by kind of, of starting his story. But what the only thing your story as of right now, and I'm sure it would in the details, the best part about a character like Superman isn't turning him bad. It's letting him have moments of naughty fun. So in oh, Superman, wow. Superman, other than that, because uh, uh, God, we know purple-eyed bitches are the best bitches. I mean, fucking... <laughs> Oh God, I'm petrified. No, no, I'm no. Petrified. I was gonna say like, uh, of all the aspects of Superman that become like so hard to believe, like you're like, well, all right, I'm gonna let this go. The the purple eyes always throws me off. Lois with purple eyes, and they're like, oh, Elizabeth Taylor had purple eyes. Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> she did. Also, as well as she was uh she was forget about not Egyptian, certainly not fucking uh, Mesopotamian, but. That's a conversation for but another John, day. But John, in Superman 2, there's this amazing scene, the, the Richard Donner uh, film that was then finished by someone who wasn't Richard Donner, but mm -hmm. whatever. You're about the, the Donner, there's this the Donner really, edit? The, the, the Donner cut and the regular cut has oh. this amazing scene where Superman gives up his powers for love. Yeah, crazy. Not stuff. something I approve of, but I allow it for the also movie. Also not something that, that really can be done, but we'll leave Or it. makes sense. I'm gonna I'm gonna Go file to that with the cellophane S on his chest. Yes, cellophane. <laughs> cellophane. He goes to a diner. He gets slapped around by a bully. He's a trucker. Gets his powers back. In all fairness, he goes back to that diner and he absolutely <laughs> like, uh, ruins this guy's day. So much so, he knew he was going to fuck up this guy's life so much so, he brought extra cash to pay for the damage he knew he was going to cause. Because, John, it's okay that every now and then Batman smiles. It's okay every now and then that Superman fucking does something a little bit not cool. You do not need him to snap Zod's neck to have a moment of joy in his fucking life. You morons. Awful. So I'm going to end it with this. My final thought on the subject is in the event that this next at-bat that the DC cinematic world takes, if it doesn't go to plan, if you just want a whole second series, my brother works cheap. 
too. Uh, my 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 brother. I'm it's, cheap it's, in it's, every way that is really fucking measurable. It's last call, and John will go home with you, Warner Discovery. Sure. With that being said, though, don't you keep. Superman's name <laughs> out your motherfucking mouth if you don't know Superman. Because the problem with Superman is you, you ignoranus. With that being said, we want to know what you think about all of our topics. Today. We want to know what you thought about Spider-Verse. Is it truly the most boring but wonderful answer that Miles Morales and his cinema at-bats have completely outshined all the white <laughs> Spider-Men you could find, uh, including or one Asian Spider-Man with a robot. Is that even a worthwhile question, John would ask, because Charlie loves stirring the pot. Nothing to do with I it, really I say. I really do. Is G.I. Joe this untapped, marvelous property that we just need more and more of? And of course, am I fucking totally an idiot when it comes to Superman and secretly Supreme is way better? I don't know, but John... There is one very specific way we end each and every episode of U.S. Comics Cast. I'm going to tell them, but I need you to show them. John, are you ready to show the people how we do it? Always. First, we got to turn that power on. Then we got to turn the volume up. Then we got to tune Bad Mary and open up the window wide and scream out into the night sky. Say you must praise, girl! Yeah.